With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Future Brew, our Michigan football recruiting podcast here, right here on MazeandBrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Today, we have another special guest on the podcast. Joining us today is Michigan commit and four-star linebacker, Junior Colson. He's been committed to the Maze and Blue since May 24th, and uh, he is still currently Michigan's highest-rated defensive player in the 2021 class. Junior, thanks for stopping by and welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Hey, I really appreciate you spending some time uh, on a, uh, a, a beautiful July 3rd, right before the 4th of July. So I, I definitely do appreciate you uh, hopping on the podcast here for a little bit. And, uh, and you had told me last week that you went on a nice little vacation. Where'd you go? Did you, did you have a good time? Yes, sir. We kind of stayed around here. We went to the lake. We did, I like the lake. We did a lot of different stuff at the lake. It was, it was good to get out and just kind of relax. Well, that's good. Definitely good to hear, especially during this Weird time, definitely need to get some relaxation in there uh, as well. So uh, overall, though, during this COVID-19 pandemic, how have you been physically and mentally? And uh, how, how have you still been able to keep in shape during all of this? Uh, do you have access to weights? Or are you just doing cardio stuff? What kind of stuff are you doing on a daily basis? Uh, that doesn't really stop me. I think right now it's, I've gotten better shape uh, during this time. That would usually eat out about the time because football started back up last month. Like June first, we started. We started getting into it. Before that, I was already working out. Like we have June, we started working out and all that. Getting in shape. Now I need to like try to do both. Focus on school and 
work out. Time span will like get shit mentally and physically. Those years. Well, it's good that you've been able to keep in shape both mentally and physically. Uh, good that you're still able to and get access to all of that stuff as well. I know some kids don't have all of that access, so that's certainly good. Now, I haven't had the chance to talk to you uh, since you've committed to U of M, so I want to ask you personally, what was it ultimately that led you to committing to Michigan? Because you had a lot of really good offers. I know the in-state school of Tennessee – was uh, was uh, calling your name as well, but what was it about the Maize and Blue, Don Brown, Jim Harbaugh, all of that? What was it that that led you to commit to Michigan? Uh, the culture, the coaching staff, and just kind of like the overall purpose of it. I felt like I would be able to thrive there, and like uh, academically and sports wise. That's all like sports me. And what, what kind of style is that? Because I know that obviously Don Brown is a, a little more aggressive with the defense, especially up front with the defensive line and the linebackers. Is that kind of the way that you envision being in the defense at Michigan too? Yes, sir. I like, I like getting into it. I also like that he moves me around a lot at different like spots, especially at the Viper. We get to move around on the field. We're not just stuck to one place. But I think that suits me a lot. Cause, like, I, I can do a lot of different things on the field. And them being able to use me for that. Is that fully what what you expect to be competing for when you get to campus is to, is to be at that Viper position? Okay. Now, how, how often is it since you've now, well, not even really since you've committed, but how often in general do you talk with Don Brown and uh, the linebackers coach, Brian Jean-Marie? Do you guys still talk pretty often, daily, weekly? What kind of conversations are you guys having as, as well? Uh, we talk daily. We talk a couple times a week. We, we FaceTime and watch the We just yeah, that's that's really cool, honestly. Now, how how is it that that you guys are able to to watch the film together? Is it like a like a dual screen kind of thing where they're giving you videotape of some guys that they've had that they envision you playing like at the Viper position? How how does all that go down? Okay. Do you find all of this stuff a little more challenging than what you were used to? Because obviously you would be able to make these visits and perhaps be able to watch all of this stuff in person with Coach Brown, Coach Jean-Marie. Do you, do you find this as a bit more challenging that you have to do it like this, or is this kind of just an interesting way of going about it and it's not really that big of a deal? It's not really that big of a deal. It's just kind of interesting going about it. It's, it's different, I have to say. But, like, I still enjoy them. I still kind of get the same feeling, the same time as if I was there. Because I've been up there before, and this time we just, like, we're getting to know each other, we're watching film, we're keeping in touch. 
That's good. Now, speaking of getting to know each other and keeping in touch, I'm sure that you've had the opportunity to talk with other uh, players in this 2021 class committed to Michigan. How close are you with those guys and specifically the linebackers group? Do you guys talk pretty often? Yes, yeah, we talk about every other day by every day. We like we have a big group chat on like every platform there is. And we just kind of like all together, we talk, we support each other. Like yesterday was Rod's birthday. And we kind of like, we all like make sure he knows that we appreciate him and that you know, it's just day to celebrate. That's really cool, man. Obviously, talking about Rod Moore, the uh, safety out of Ohio. That's really cool that, that you guys are able to to do all of that. Are, are there any players in particular that you're closest with that, that you, you kind of just already have it, a feeling that you're going to be really close once you guys get to college? Uh, there's a couple players, like Jaden Craig. I think I'll be very close to him. And I've been talking like – Months before I committed, like, we started talking during like the season. Well, like last summer, we started talking about like you know, and, um, I think I'll be pretty close to Quentin Somerville. Uh, I have to go to the ground to make sure he plays how he plays on my side. I think you got to go out and watch his film. I like how he plays. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Now, I, I saw that you tweeted a few days ago uh, that you want to go down in history. Now, uh, obviously, that's uh, a, a pretty big goal to reach. But before you get there, what are your some what are some of your goals that you want to get uh, in when you get to Michigan, whether it be your freshman season or by the time you leave? Do you have any specific goals mapped out for college? Uh, that's a lot of goals. I want I want to be a freshman All American when I come in. I want to be able to go out there and show what I do best. I want to be able to win a championship for the team just before I leave. I want, there's a lot of different stuff that I want to make sure we accomplish, and I think we have the talent, the caliber of players to be able to do that. Now, obviously, yeah, those, those are some lofty goals, and, and I, uh, I I definitely commend you for, for having those. That's, that's awesome. What, what do you plan on specifically working on during your season, senior year, uh, of high school before you even get to college to even work on those goals? Are there some things in your game that you're really looking to hone in on as you enter your senior season? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm trying to hone in on my pass work. That's one thing that I don't really work that much. The coach thinks I'm really good at it. And they do because I'm blitzing me a lot, so I got to make sure I'm, I'm top-notch at that. So I've been working on that quite a bit. Just trying to make sure like, – all aspects of my game is on point. Now, we were talking before we started this podcast here that uh, you're doing some some summer school and, and that uh, the reason that you're doing that is because you plan on signing early and you plan on enroll, enrolling early. Is that right? Yes, sir. Uh, how, how much work are you really putting in to this summer school? I'm sure it's been pretty hectic with you trying to keep with your workout regimen and then also doing uh, the school on the side. What kind of stuff are you really doing this summer uh, in the classroom? Uh, right now I'm taking statistics in English and then my mom wants me to get ahead of them. So right now I'm working extra hard to make sure I finish before the lot of times so I can have like college the rest of my summer. So I'm kind of working like all day. Every day, so like, you know, I have weekends, so I can be able to finish before this whole day. 
going. Yeah. Well, it, it certainly sounds like Michigan is getting a pretty hardworking kid. I, I can definitely tell from, from just this conversation alone. So, uh, Junior, I, I really appreciate your time. And uh, did you have any final thoughts that you wanted to uh, give our Michigan listeners out there listening to this podcast? Um, no, sir, I did not. Okay. All right. Hey, again, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. And uh, you stay safe and have a good holiday weekend, okay? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Welcome back, everybody. I just want to say thank you one more time to Junior Colson for spending a little bit of time with us here on the pod. Always good to get some uh, recruiting insight from uh, one of the commitments of Michigan's football class. So now joining me on the podcast is my good friend and Mason Brew recruiting contributor, John Simmons. John, are you, uh, you haven't melted yet from this heat wave, have you? No, not yet, but it might happen soon. It's supposed to be 90 all this week. Yeah, yeah, same here in Michigan. I actually ran three miles somehow today in this heat, and I, I waited way too long. I should have done it pretty much right when I woke up, but... Uh, that's neither here nor there. So well, maybe maybe next time. But I just want to uh, spend a little time with you uh, talking early on about Colson's comments that he made previously. I, I thought the one big thing that uh, he had mentioned, and he, he's setting up some lofty goals for himself when he comes to Michigan. He wants to be a freshman All-American linebacker. Uh, he says that he's coming in to compete for the Viper spot. Um you know, kind of surprising. I, I didn't think that he'd really be a Viper in Michigan's defense, but with the guys that they're bringing in, they can kind of just move around pieces here and there. Um, I think the one linebacker in this class that's kind of solidified in his role is Jaden Hood being the middle linebacker in Don Brown's defense. But with uh, Hood coming in uh, at middle and then, uh, of course, Junior Colson, I, I feel like Colson could kind of go anywhere. He could be a Viper. He could be a Sam he could kind of do a little bit of everything just with the skill set that he has. And he's got some speed too. Um, definitely found those lofty goals pretty interesting of him to say. And then uh, another thing that I liked that he had mentioned was how how tight this class is. How they're, they've are they they've got a group chat that they text message each other all the time. They had uh, wished Rod Moore a happy birthday on his birthday a few days ago. So it's just nice to hear the little things like that too. Yeah, for sure. I think it was definitely what stood out to me was him saying he wanted to, he was going to play Viper as well. Um, I, I know we've heard before that uh, Casey Finney's been slotted for the Will spot, um, which is where I put I said in my scouting report that I feel like Colson would be best. So I feel like the coaches are kind of you know putting one 
one guy in each spot and the Vipers the open spot right now for Colson to take. Um, I do think he's got pretty good pass rush skills, although he said that's the the one part that he wants to work on the most too. So, uh, you know, I'd, those two probably go hand in hand since he learned he's going to be playing the Viper role. Um, yeah, I think the the linebacker class has changed to be very versatile, uh, play a lot of different positions. Uh, and I think Colson's kind of ability to, to be out, play out in space will definitely help him uh, in the Viper too. If he's, uh, you know, covering slots and things like that. Uh, I think his pass coverage ability can uh, work out there. Um, so I think he'll be a pretty good player. I, I do just wonder if he'll have a better chance to see the field earlier if he's at will backer because uh you know michael barrett's expected to take over at viper next season and he's gonna um be what is it a redshirt sophomore at this point so i believe so yes yeah so he'll have a couple seasons there but uh josh ross at will backer will this will be his last season so i think that he can that uh colson will have a better chance to see the field early if he goes to will but i guess we'll just see what happens there yeah, well, I think Ross is probably bound for a fifth year too, just because I think he redshirted last year. Just, oh yeah, I, I, I think he played stuff. four games last year with the with the uh, injury that he had, so he'll probably have another two years unless, for whatever reason, he just absolutely explodes uh, this season and then declares for the NFL draft. I don't really see that happening though. But yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be plenty of uh, competition there for him to get a starting spot somewhere, whether it be Viper or Will. There's a ton of linebackers in not only just this 2021 class that have a lot of versatility and talent, but this 2020 incoming true freshman class as well. Uh, They had quite the haul last cycle. They've got a really, really good haul this cycle. It's arguable that this haul in 2021 is even better than the one in 2020, and I thought that one was really good. So it just really goes to show the recruiting job that uh, Michigan has been doing with linebackers because when Jim Harbaugh came to U of M, I think the weakest position on the team, not just defense, but on the entire team was at linebacker. And now it seems to be the, in my opinion, at least probably the biggest strength of at least the defense, if not the entire team, you could probably argue wide receiver being another really good strength, running back being a really good strength, but linebackers right up there. So yeah, I, I, I don't know if Colson is bound to be a uh, an All-American as a true freshman, um, but burning his red shirt, is that possible? Very much so. I, I think that is a pretty strong possibility just if he's able to refine the few things that he wants to work on uh, this offseason and then in his senior season down in Tennessee, I think he could be bound for uh, really good playing time on special teams his true freshman season. Kind of like the way that Devin Bush had his true freshman year. He played special teams, I want to say, every single game. Uh, and you've seen time after time a lot of these young linebackers that eventually get starting positions on the defense. They kind of come up through the special teams. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely do love hearing that he is setting these lofty goals for himself. Uh, it, it just, you know, he, he's going to shoot for, for the stars. And if he misses, at least he... Uh, you know, he, he worked hard and uh, it'll probably set him up for a really good career at U of M at the very least. But yeah, there's a lot to like about not only just Junior Colson, but this linebacker class a- as a whole. Yeah, definitely. I think it's kind of 
been stocked up the same way that safety has in the the two classes before this class. So I think next year I can just kind of focus on nabbing some top targets, you know, like Joshua Burnham, the in-state guy who Michigan already has a bunch of crystal balls for, uh, maybe one or two others, and then you can call it a day and then focus, Mm -hmm. you know, your attention elsewhere. So I think it's a good luxury to have and stock that that room up for sure. Yeah, I I think this upcoming 2022 class, and I don't want to get too much into it, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think they'll take maybe two guys, I think three guys max, because Josh Burnham is, in in my opinion at least, he's a borderline lock uh, with the crystal balls already coming in and how he has said how he's a, I mean, his family is just diehard Michigan fans. Um, So yeah, I, I would say he's probably a borderline lock, if not already a lock and uh, maybe take one or two other targets that you may, may come across and then probably focus a lot on defensive backs. Cause they're in it for a lot of good uh, 2022 defensive backs, but we'll get into that in another podcast, but um, let's shift our attention here, John to Xavier worthy, who he announced on Twitter last week that he has uh, given another commitment date. Tentatively, he was supposed to commit last month, late last month, and he delayed that. And now he is bound to make his commitment on July 10th, which is this coming Friday. So a lot of good uh, things are probably going to be happening here because all the crystal balls started flowing in for for Michigan. Pretty much, uh, I actually, I think it was a little before he actually announced it on Twitter that the crystal balls came in for Michigan. Pretty much everybody has a crystal ball in on Michigan at this point. It's 75% for the Wolverines. I think the few Oregon ones just haven't been adjusted yet, and they're um, a little outdated. But uh, again, another top target for uh, Josh Gaddis and Jim Harbaugh. He is a speedster. He flies on the football field. He is a really good track athlete as well. This is the kind of guy that you really need in the modern day style of football. He can stretch the field with his speed and he's, he, I mean, let's just be honest with it. He is a burner uh, people compare him to Deshaun Jackson. And if you flip on the tape, you can kind of see why he's his a hundred meter dash was uh, clocked at 10.55. And I believe that was recorded his sophomore season. So he may have gotten even faster than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a a really electric player with the ball in his hands and a guy that Josh Gaddis is going to be able to use in, I mean, multiple ways, not just putting him on the outside, but you can put him in the slot. You could probably even put him in the backfield if you really wanted to. He's that quick. He, he is a, uh, just a, uh, matchup nightmare waiting to happen, whether he goes to Michigan or not. So a player that I really like. And it looks like good news might be coming for Michigan, man. Yeah. And, you know, just to give terms of his speed, like he, his hundred yard dash time is faster than Roman Wilson and AJ Hennings, um, which, you know, were the fastest guys from last class. So he's even taking that up uh, to the next notch and his like acceleration, I think is the biggest point to me. Like he can get to top speed really quickly. And so I feel like, in the slot, that's going to be really helpful when you're not facing as much man coverage. Um, people are more soft, uh, playing soft in the slot, so you can get uh, 
a good break off the line there. And I feel like Worthy's going to be really special in a Josh Geddes offense. Um, it's kind of similar. He does can play probably in that backfield gadget role too, like Giles Jackson has done. And I think his recruitment's kind of playing out similar with how Giles Jackson was once in Oregon lean, had a bunch of crystal balls, and then it flipped before he committed in the summer, which is kind of what's going to happen with Worthy if everything goes to plan. Um, I am just a little worried about Alabama, which is another one that's uh, lurking right now. Um, they, and, uh, After Oregon took Isaiah Brevard, they might be out of it for good, but Alabama seems to be the, the next new uh, top school besides Michigan. So we'll have to, you know, stay on top of that. I think once Worthy commits, the battle's not going to be over. He hasn't visited any of his finalists yet. So that's going to uh, be one to monitor. Probably need to get him on campus in fall, on the fall, in the fall if they're able to, and uh, keep recruiting him hard because other schools aren't going to give up because he's definitely a special player. Yeah, I'm, definitely so. And. Yeah, you nailed it with how they really need to get him on campus. He hasn't visited Michigan yet. Um, he hasn't visited his old leader, Oregon, yet. He hasn't made very many visits for his top schools, uh, if any. So, yeah, you're going to need to get him on campus this fall if COVID-19 allows Michigan to get him on campus this fall because when he was an Oregon lean, you kind of just knew that Michigan was going to continue to recruit him whether he committed to Oregon or Alabama or whoever, they were still going to go after him because he's that dynamic of an athlete. Um, and, and you kind of got to do that when these kids commit too. you got, you got to keep in contact with them pretty much frequently as much as you can and then get them on campus just for the reassurance of, yeah, I made the right decision. This is, this is the school for me. This is the, the program for me. So yeah, I mean, Josh Gaddis is really going to have to turn up the heat, even if he commits to Michigan on the 10th, which, I mean, if the crystal balls are any uh, predictor, that's probably what's going to happen. But yeah, I think Alabama is definitely uh, definitely a wild card here, just because, I mean, they've had a lot of really good uh, talent come through Alabama's program just within the last few years. They had two first round picks at wide receiver just this year alone in the NFL draft. So yeah, you always got to worry about Alabama just because they're a, a recruiting powerhouse. They get pretty much anybody that they want. So yeah, you got to look out for them for sure. Um, and you got to just keep recruiting these kids that end up committing to your program. If Worthy commits to Michigan, I expect them to do that. And I expect them to continue to recruit the guys that have already been committed for a little while. Uh, they still talk with JJ McCarthy on the, on the weekly, and he's been committed for well over a year. Uh, I would hope that they continue to talk with guys like junior Colson, because at one point it looked like Tennessee was a really big threat in that recruitment. I would hope they continue to talk with uh, a guy like Quentin Somerville, who was kind of flipping and flopping throughout his recruitment. Um, whether it had been the school like Georgia, Georgia seemed to be a really good a threat at that point. And uh, Michigan was able to get the commitment there. And then, yeah, Jane McBurrows, he's got some really good uh, offers as well. So, you, yeah, you got to just keep recruiting these kids, whether they're committed to you or not. Just with everything going on in the world, all these kids pretty much can't get to campus uh, in the way that they used to. They can still, of course, unofficially visit like 
a few of Michigan's recruits had. Uh, I believe Tristan Bounds had had rolled through campus once before he committed. Uh, he he wasn't able to visit with the coaching staff, but he was still able to see stuff up close. Um, so yeah, I mean you you definitely need to just keep hammering away, and there's not really much else to do at this point anyway. So I just they might as well keep calling these kids pretty much every day. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think Michigan's in a good spot more than most to keep these kids that they have committed who haven't visited campus yet, because it's long been said that Michigan's best like uh, aspect of their recruiting operation is the on-campus visits. Like they crush it every time, you know, obviously the facilities are beautiful and they blow kids away, but also they just, have a great level of detail and personalizing all the visits to each family. So once they can get these kids that haven't visited yet, like if they can recruit the kids well enough that they visit without, uh, or if they, that, that they commit without visiting campus, um, once they do get to visit, I think it should only, you know, put them further ahead in uh, their minds if they're, they're visiting other schools as well. So I think that they still have their biggest card to play um, when visits are available. So that makes me a little more comfortable but i think you know also given the all the stuff going on with the pandemic there will be more of like a a want for kids to stay closer to home maybe so people like worthy or christian dixon from california or mcburrows and hood from miami will be probably a little tougher to hold on to than normal Mm -hmm. well if worthy commits to u of m uh like on friday they will have uh, three wide receivers committed in the class. They'll have Worthy, they'll have Dixon, and they will have Marcus Allen from Ohio. So it, it'll be a pretty decent haul at this point. They're probably still in it for a few other guys. Uh, I know that they're still going after Notre Dame commit Lorenzo Styles. J.J. McCarthy mentioned him uh, a couple weeks ago when I asked him who he was going after. So he's still recruiting Styles pretty hard. Uh, Jane Thomas probably being the other really big target there uh, at wide receiver. So, yeah, they're they're still in it for a few offensive weapons here. We'll see where they go from here uh, if and when Worthy commits uh, this Friday. So definitely stay tuned and locked into mazenbrew.com for all of that. So, uh, John, thanks for hopping on the podcast this week. As always, good talking to you, buddy. Uh, we are going to bring in Anthony Broom now, and we're going to talk about some hoops because it's been busy on that recruiting front as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome back. We're going to wrap up the pod this week. We brought back uh, popular demand, Anthony Broom, uh, our team site leader here on MazeandBrew.com. Anthony, how's it going? I'm glad to see you back on the pod so soon. Yeah, popular demand. Uh, I'll take that for sure. Uh, It's good to be here. Good to to have any recruiting to talk about, let alone basketball recruiting, where things typically move a little bit slower, but... It uh, looks like it could be a big, busy week for Michigan, so glad to be here. Yeah, you kind of hit it right on the head there. It, it 
typically is a lot slower when it comes to basketball uh, as opposed to football. Football, things could go real quick, and more often than not, they do. But basketball, definitely a lot slower, but things have been picking up over the last few weeks with Michigan, including just uh, to start the week, uh, Will Cheddar, the three-star power forward from Minnesota decided to drop his commitment in the wee hours of the morning. I was still asleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not something you see every day, but you know what? I'm sure Michigan and Juwan Howard will take it nonetheless. Uh, he is 6'8", 225, Stewartville, Minnesota native. He is 149 overall on the composite rankings, the number two player in his state of Minnesota. And this kid, Anthony, for as lowly ranked as he is, he he went from unranked to 149, so he he was a lot lower at one point. But uh, he he's got a real nice stroke. He averaged 33.6 points and 11 rebounds per game last season as a junior, hitting on 60% of his shots and a whopping 45% of his three pointers uh, to go along with 84% of free throws and a 3.99 GPA. So this kid excels in both the classroom and on the court. And he held other offers from schools like Minnesota, Nebraska, Iowa, Northern Iowa, Virginia Tech, places along those lines. So uh, he's Michigan's second commitment here in this 2021 class, joining Isaiah Barnes, who dropped his uh, commitment a couple weeks ago. Anthony, I know you wrote up a piece on maizeandbrew.com, kind of just going through what Will Cheddar brings to the Wolverines. Uh, just go in depth a little bit there. What do you think he brings? I, in my opinion, I feel like this is a another guy kind of like Barnes that he, he may take a little bit to develop. He's going to be a three- or four-year guy at Michigan, if not more than that, if he redshirts or something along those lines. But this is a long-term prospect that I think is going to be in Ann Arbor for a little while. Yeah, I think... And it's not just just because the last name is pronounced Cheddar, um, but I think when you look at when you look at his skill set, you look at what he brings to the table. Like Will Cheddar to me looks like a guy that would be a pain in the ass, like playing against you at Wisconsin or something like that. Someone who's there for three or four years, a guy who can score at all three levels. He's good inside, has nice touch along the you know inside along the rim. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. I mean, I think he is a three- to four-year guy, um, you know, playing in the state of Minnesota. It's not typically known as a um, a basketball powerhouse, though, you know, Chet Holmgren is also coming out of Minnesota. But, you know, he's one of those generational type of talents to come out of that state. Um, so there, there are definitely level of play concerns. Um, you know, 33.6 points per game is, is nothing to shake a stick at. Uh, and I think that you can also look to him and say, you know, I think you see a, a stretch four here. I think if he bulks up, you might be able to play stretch five in certain lineups, uh, similar to kind of what Brian Johns does uh, or can do for Michigan. Um, but yeah, uh, you look at you look at Cheddar's commitment. You look at Barnes' commitment. Um, you know, we want you know getting those high profile guys is fun, but. Especially with the G League now, that's a that's a factor. You've got the Duke, Kansas, Kentuckys, North Carolinas of the world are always going to get their fair share of those guys. So, you know, to be a stable program uh, in college basketball, 
you need to have those three to four year guys. And I think Barnes is, is that I think that Cheddar has the look of that. And the thing that strikes me about both of them, and this is going back to, you know, Juwan Howard being a self-evaluator and looking at the type of roster he had this year, they could get hot at times, but they didn't shoot the basketball very well. Um, that's Not what my eyeballs saw. So, uh, you know, the metrics and the analytics will tell different stories for different games, but that's what my eyeballs saw. And I think with what you saw with, uh, you know, Barnes at the very least is a guy who can stroke it from beyond the arc and play a little bit of defense. Cheddar's a guy who can score at every level of the floor. Um, you look at uh, guys that could potentially be coming down the pipe soon. Um, everyone that they're kind of in on right now is someone who has the ability to create their own offense and score the basketball. And um, that's not to you know that's not to say that John Beeline left the cupboard bare for Howard this past year. I just think all of those guys who could create their own offense are in the NBA or left for the NBA. So um, Howard's taking steps to address that on his own. And like I said. Um, you know, Shedder has work to do, as all these prospects do, but he's only a junior, or he'll be going into his senior year. So I'm not concerned about that. I think it's two really good pickups. When you have a class where you could have, you know, right now you have five spots available, I mean, including those two guys, could have as many as six or seven, could have more depending on other types of attrition. You know, these are the type of backbone type of guys you need to – to build and sustain a program. So um, we'll see what happens from here. But yeah, a really good pickup. And like I said, uh, I will hold it against him a little bit, committing at 5 a.m. Central time, coming <laughs> off of a, a long holiday weekend where I think all of us are dragging a little bit. Um, yeah. I will hold that against him a little bit. But uh, it's a good get for them. And uh, like I said, a really nice job by the staff and securing a couple guys where – even if you didn't land some of these bigger fish, if you're getting guys like what you're getting now, um, you know, you're going to have a pretty competitive basketball program. And I think that's yeah. for a lot of people, what the baseline expectation is. Total typical humble Minnesota kid move to drop his commitment in the wee hours of the morning when no one is awake, <laughs> no one's paying attention. I, I mean, if that's the kind of kid that he is, I'm just hoping that he brings the tenacity on the floor. From the tape, it looked like he definitely does. Um, I mean, he can really stroke the ball. And you kind of nailed it, too. They definitely need more of a, uh, a a consistent scoring threat, especially from deep. They didn't really have that at all last year. It took Wagner a really long time to get going. He really started to turn it up at the end of the season. But early on, you kind of expected him to be one of those guys just because you knew Xavier Simpson wasn't going to be that guy. John Teske wasn't going to be that guy. Uh, It just didn't happen really with Wagner until the the last month or so of the year. But yeah, Cheddar Cheddar can shoot it, man. Um, Even if he can be like... Hold on, hold on. I got one for you. Cheddar is sharp. Oh, okay. He's a sharp shooter. I can. I like that. But uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, if he can be this teams Duncan Robinson I think they would take that just a guy that can come off the bench put in some minutes and nail down a few threes if they're down to get back into the game I think uh, I think the Wolverines would gladly take that so yeah definitely an interesting prospect I'll be interested to see how he goes about developing his senior season to see if he can 
I don't know, maybe, maybe get some better competition in there. I'm not exactly sure what their schedule is like over there, but um, nonetheless, an interesting pickup. And uh, one that didn't really take too long either because Jawan Howard offered him, I think, just last month. So it was a, it was a pretty quick deal for them. But, uh, but yeah, now, now they're sitting at uh, number 13 on the uh, recruiting ranks. So we will see if it can go up from there because a few crystal balls uh, this morning as of the recording here have come in for another big-time prospect that Juwan Howard's going after, Kobe Bufkin. He's an in-state shooting guard from Grand Rapids Christian, uh, number 78 overall on the composite, one of the top-ranked kids in the state. So it's looking like more good news could come, I mean, honestly, as soon as today for Michigan, uh, he would be maybe the as soon as when we're done, you know, before we're even done recording right, right when we hit end record here is when he's going to drop it. <laughs> so yeah. uh, naturally that's probably what's going to happen. So let's just assume that if all these crystal balls are correct, all three crystal balls right now are in on Michigan with their confidence rating as an eight out of 10. So that's pretty high. They're pretty confident that Michigan will end up landing this kid. So let's just talk uh, in the future tense here. As if he's already committed. Uh, Anthony, th- this is a uh, definitely another kind of prospect that Michigan needs. Another one that, like you had kind of alluded to earlier, uh, one that Jawan Howard is kind of looking at and saying, you know, I don't really have a guy like this on my team or not too many guys like this on my team. Zeb Jackson, obviously, coming in as a freshman, he would kind of be the, the comp there um, to Kobe Bufkin. But... Uh, yeah, another really good pickup here uh, if they do end up getting this commitment. And again, one that they really need because they just the cupboard's a little bare here. Yeah, uh, I haven't, you know, Kobe Bufkin is a guy that has been highly regarded for a while. I think some people have had him rated as the top player in the state or did at one point. Um, you know, as of right now, he's the number three player in the state of Michigan behind Pierre Brooks and Jaden Akins, who. Um, again, we talk about how quickly these things can move. Uh, crystal balls are starting to come in on Jaden Akins to Michigan State. So yep. that might be... Your buddy Josh you know, Hensky just put one in today. That's right. Yeah, I just saw that here. So yep. that might be, you know, we'll talk about Buffkin here, but that's where maybe in Michigan's pursuit for a point guard, all eyes are kind of on Jalen Worley and Angelo Brizzy right now. Uh, Worley, I think, is probably more of an instant impact guy. He's a five... I, I think he was just recently... Uh, bumped up to that five-star status. So um, that's a guy that I think they're working pretty hard on. Uh, Brizzy, both of those guys have the Phil Martelli connection and, and have had a relationship with him. So I, I think Michigan will land one of those guys, maybe both, depending on how how many spots they end up expecting to have. But you know, in terms of Buffkin, um, it's a guy who – I haven't, I'll be honest, I have not sat down and watched a ton of him, though now that we know it looks like he's going to drop, I'll probably spend the rest of the day after we're done here doing some more research. But he's the type of guy who kind of reminds me of David DeJulius in that he can get hot and score points in a hurry. And again, that's that's what we're talking about, adding some more offensive punch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure... If he's a guy that you're going to, you know, he, you want the ball in his hands, but I don't know if he's a primary ball handler. So, like, that's where it becomes important that you land a Brizzy or a, or a Worley or maybe someone who's not quite, you know, even on the list yet. The offer board is kind of um, is kind of where it, it is right now. Um, the lowest ranked guys that they've offered 
are are Cheddar and Barnes and and Brizzy, who is, isn't committed yet. But everyone else is kind of inside that top top one hundred here. So I, I mm-hmm. think this board is kind of where it's going to be. So like I said, we'll see if it expands or not. And this is the other thing. Something else that came across the timeline as we're recording is you know we talk about a guy like Chet Holmgren. Um, he's you know some of these elite guys might take their recruitments into like April of next year, which is something it looks like. Uh, Holmgren is going to do some of these other elite guys might do. So we're far from, you know, it's not like they need to fill these spots quickly. Um, but when you look at, you know, you're, you're, when you're looking at a baseline class that includes Cheddar, Barnes, apparently Buffkin here uh, in the not so distant future, if you just landed those guys, like I said, you'd feel pretty good about the class that's being built, especially, you know, given. Howard is a first time, you know, you know, he's not a first time head coach anymore, but he's only has a full season under his belt. No NCAA tournament. There are still questions about what he's, who he is, what he's bringing to the table as a coach. These, this is a pretty good, pretty solid class so far. And it's one of those things where anything you get more than the type of guys that they're bringing in is kind of gravy. So yep, I, I think you're plenty, there's plenty to be excited about. Um, like I said, the backcourt is thin. They lack guys that can go get a bucket on their own. Um, the It's going from what they're kind of transitioning to is a, you know, a team where you don't know who which player you want the ball in his hands with the game on a line to you might have a couple, more than a couple players who if the game's on the line and they have the ball in their hands, you know they can go get you a bucket. So I think that's that's by far, I think, the biggest, um, you know, you talk about positional needs, you talk about forget positional needs, forget any of that. What they needed was more guys like that, and, and especially guys that can switch between positions. Talk about Cheddar as a guy who could switch between, you know, playing a stretch four or stretch five, maybe play a, a three in bigger lineups. Uh, Barnes, a guy who can play the two, play the three, can guard three positions. Um, you know, if you get a guy like Worley, he's a combo guard who can switch between the one and the two. So you're getting versatility and you're getting that shot making ability. And I think that that's, that's kind of what Howard wants this thing to be as he builds a program that he's trying to emulate more to what the current style of basketball at the professional level looks like. And I think he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah. So far, so good. Positionless basketball is the way that he's trying to take this team. And if you're going to do that, you need scoring you need shooting and they've got a couple guys already in the mix uh, for that to come to ann arbor in this 2021 class so uh anthony thanks a lot for uh joining me on the pod this week it's uh, always good to have you and uh, maybe we'll talk about another 5 a.m commitment next week we'll see <laughs> from your lips to god's ears buddy we'll see what happens <laughs> all right anytime well, yeah exactly thanks for tuning in to future brew this week you can follow me on twitter at vaughn underscore lozon anthony where you at uh, you can follow me at, at Anthony T. Brew and follow the website at Maze and Brew. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, too, as I'm sure it's been hammered into your heads by Steven. But I'll say yeah. it again. He's doing yeah. great work there. Yes, he is. He's doing a lot of really good video breakdowns of the incoming true freshman for the football team. So give his work a follow as well, that YouTube channel. And uh, give us a like on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to rate and subscribe to all of our podcasts here on SB Nation's Podcast Network. Thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you next week.